Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hoden with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? From July 14th to the 17th, NBC Sports will present the final major of the men's golf season, the 150th Open Championship from the Old Course at St. Andrews in Scotland. On Thursday and Friday, Peacock will begin and end your day, starting at 1.30 a.m. Eastern until 4 a.m. Eastern and continuing from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. In between, USA Network has you covered from 4 a.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern. From 1 to 2 p.m., Nick Faldo, who announced his retirement earlier this year, will join Mike Tirico and Paul Azinger. On Saturday, USA will be on the air from 5 to 7 a.m. Eastern, with NBC taking over from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday, it's USA from 4 to 7 a.m. Eastern, and NBC from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. NBC's lead play-by-player, Dan Hicks, looks forward to his first trip to the home of golf. The fact that it's the milestone 150th makes it even sweeter. To check this one off is a dream. There's just no doubt about it. Um, I've been to Scotland and the area many, many times, played golf over there, covered championships over there, but I've personally never even been to St. Andrews. You know, I tell people that (laughs) they can't believe it. With as long as I've been in this business, they cannot believe I haven't been to St. Andrews, and I kind of can't believe it either. Um, And I've heard from everyone I've ever talked to who's been there. They all say the same thing. Um, This place stands alone. No other place compares. It's um, just as much the town as it is the course. There's no other atmosphere in golf like it. And, you know, no wonder Jack Nicholas once said, you know, if you're ever going to be a player to remember, you have to win an Open at St. Andrews. And no wonder Tiger Woods has had success he's had there. And I know he's chomping at the bit to get back, knowing that this is most likely his last chance at another Claret Jug there. So maybe it's the kind of... uh, kind of the same in golf broadcasting as I look at it. Maybe maybe your career isn't really quite complete or rounded out until you cover one at the home of golf. And so that is just a huge reason. In addition to always, you know, it's always an honor and a privilege of covering a major, but it's also another reason why I couldn't be more excited to get to Scotland and just soak in all this atmosphere for myself. Just totally psyched to get there, get immersed in that feeling and the whole scene. Cannot wait. As much as he'd like to play around, Hicks says he'll be all business during the tournament. I will not be playing the the week of uh, the Open Championship. I've played a lot in Scotland. I definitely, definitely plan on getting over to the old course to play it at some point. But I feel like with what everybody has said, I need to learn more about it (laughs) before I take my game out there. Um, I can't wait to walk it, see it, and, and, and realize all of the things that people have been telling me for years that sometimes you look at it for the first time and you wonder what the big deal is. Then you see it another time and you start to recognize the nuances of it. 
get used to it. So I'm going to be that guy, just uh, totally getting a feel for it. Um, so no, to answer your question, uh, it'll be all it'll be all work and 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 watching the guys play and, and and putting on the best broadcast as we possibly can. Well, Hicks says it might be Tiger's last best chance at the Open. Azinger says it's not the end for Woods. It'd be easy to start looking at Tiger misty-eyed and wondering if you're ever going to get to see this again. You know, historically, this is where the greats have kind of taken their final walk. But generally, the, the greats haven't been injured, you know, like this and had their leg look crooked and stuff. So um, I'm not sure how sentimental it's going to feel to watch Tiger play this go-round. I think personally that he's got more in him. You know, I don't know when the next one is. It's usually a five- to seven-year gap, but um, I don't want to say this is a swan song just yet. On-course reporter Nota Begay III and Azinger analyzed the physical challenge facing Woods. Yeah, I, I do think he realizes that the, the end is imminent and a lot closer than he would like to admit, um, you know, just reflecting on his um, performance over the last couple couple majors, uh, very valiant and admirable that he was able to play his way into the weekend, but obviously the stamina and the leg wasn't holding up, and I um, I do think this is by far the best venue for him, just in terms of, you know, the major challenges he has are physical, number one. Number two, there's rust around the show team, but the thing that I really um, sort of look at as a very big positive is that he did tee it up this week in the J.P. McManus event. Um, so he's able to shake off a little bit of rust. Now, Dan Manor isn't what you would classify as a textbook uh, links venue. It's more of a parkland type of venue. But just to be able to get the reps, get the body moving, get some touches uh, under under pressure, I think, is going to really help him because that's really, I think, what's been the challenge um, in, in some of the, the last two events. Is he's just been unable to, to salvage some key fades here and there, which is going to be critical this week, and that's the one thing that I think really went a long way for him when he did win here uh, in 2000. Was, uh, you know, that was a complete game, probably the best we've ever seen, uh, but it's it's more of a, a physical battle for him if he's going to be able to, to deal with uh, you know getting a little bit more mileage out of, out of the strength in his leg. Yeah, I think that it is going to be physical, obviously. That's what golf is. It's you know, his physical ability to walk around is, is going to be in question. But physically, you have to be sharp as nails to play well at St. Andrews. You know, um, you have to be very precise from the tee, you know, and you have to be really good on and around the greens. The winner at St. Andrews inevitably is at the tippity-top in putting. The greens, hopefully the greens will be slow. I'm hoping between nine and ten and a half, or nine and a half, ten and a half. The RNA's got caught a couple times, maybe three times here, with uh, high winds. And uh, but you have to have a delicate touch. If ever there was a place where Tiger could put the magic and piece it together, it would be here, because you know that touch that he has is is extraordinary. And if he can draw on that and have a miracle week on and around the greens, if he can play this course backwards, you know, just get on 18 green and stand there and look back down the fairway. Where do I want to, this is where I want to end up. Play the whole course like that. Zach Johnson did it the same way. Not overpoweringly long. Every single hole at St. Andrews could actually be 
there could be an onslaught or a birdie barrage, except for 17. No hole, if there's no wind, isn't a birdie hole at St. Andrews. If, if the wind blows, it's a different story. But the physical part for me and Tiger is going to be in his hands, in his touch with the putter. That's what it's going to come down to for the winner. Another player to watch is Will Zalatoris. Another on-course reporter, John Wood, along with Begay and Azinger, explain why Will's game translates well to majors. Ball striking travels better than any other part of the game. That was Woody. That's all I could say about it. It's just <laughs> When you can strike in the middle of the club base every time, it travels better than any part of the game. Woody's 100% right, and that ability to separate yourself from your peers, I mean, you're talking the best players in the world that you've been able to separate himself, you know, in terms of his key to green game, becomes even more valuable um, on the bigger, at the bigger tournaments because there's just a higher premium. There's less margin for error. Um, missed shots are penalized a little bit more. So when he's just creating that much more of an advantage for himself, that many more opportunities through his ball striking, it's, you know, that, that's point in case why I think his ball striking elevates him even a little bit further under the hardest tournaments um, at the biggest venue, um, which is why, you know, he can be an average putter and still, um, you know, get himself in contention. He he, uh, he doesn't have any real choke in him either. That's another thing, you know, both those last two majors where he had his chances, he really played great, and uh, he played great down the stretch. But I can tell you, you, you only get so many chances. You know, you want to capitalize. And um, the, the pressure then is starting to come not just from within, but from the outside looking at Zalatoris. And, you know, part of his charm is that he's not jaded by negative questions and, and all that. But, you know, there, only, there comes a time when getting in contention you think it's going to be every time and the ball striking will never go away i know this when you have confidence you never think you'll lose it but when you lose it you never think you'll get it back and right now he's one of my favorite players in the world to watch he's like a junkyard dog and he's on your ankle the whole time and but he's just got he's got to you know he's got to bite the ankle off and hoist that trophy and jordan speed capitalized early tiger capitalized early. Arnold Palmer capitalized early in their careers. Jack Nicklaus, he pounced early. And Zalatoris is in there. You know, Ricky Fowler didn't pounce. He almost did. He almost did. But I think now that, you know, I hope he doesn't, you know, he's, like I said, he's one of my favorite players. He is still not jaded by any negativism. Um, and the focus is all looking really bright for Will Zalatoris. I expect him to get in contention. Confidence is a beautiful thing, and he's full of it. So uh, I just I can't wait for him to walk through the door. I'll be celebrating with him. Producer Tommy Roy says NBC will use the world feed with an American spin on the size of the course. It's a little bit more challenging, uh, and, and will be in particular for the world feed producer. Again, we're, we're going to be taking uh, their feed. Uh, but what the big challenges are, at St. Andrews is all these shared greens, you know, so you, you get on there and it's like, okay, you go, no, you go, well, no, you go. And, and so the, the rhythm of, of the players making their way around that um, complicates things. Uh, the other thing is the whole bounce and roll 
of how you play Lynx golf. You know, here in the U.S., we fly it all the way onto the green and, and, and the ball bites, whereas here you have to land it short and let it bounce up. And I think the process of showing that to the, the viewers, how that works, is pretty critical for them to understand Lynx golf. Um, the other thing that, that we have that we're going to try to show is, is unique things about this course, like the massive size of one in 18 fairways where you can actually fit five American football fields in there or the green at, uh, at the chairs five and 13 you can fit like eight basketball courts in there. I mean, it's, it's crazy how uh, big some of these areas are, so we're going to try to show that. Roy notes the Royal and Ancient Golf Club's World Feed production team has a lot of experience on the old course because it televises the Dunhill Lynx Championship there annually. What was formerly known as European Tour Productions covered that uh, event every single year. Now the DP World Productions, um, and those guys all worked on that, being the producer, the director, Jim Story, who is the director has done that event for years. Uh, and so those guys have a plan in place of where the best locations for the cameras to show what the golfers are trying to do, what they're trying to attack and, and to take on that golf course. So I think it, it was very helpful for them to have all that experience. And, you know, again, everyone's talking about experience for the players. I'd say the experience for the broadcasters is just as critical. And again, dealing with, those shared greens where they're trying to figure out who's going to hit first, you know, who's away, who's going to play first, even though they're not away. So uh, that's very helpful to those guys. Roy describes the challenge of trusting another producer and director to call the shots. It's significantly different because the shot by shot action is, is being decided for us, essentially. Um, the good news is, those guys are very good at what they do. David Mould is the primary producer for them. And again, as I mentioned, Jim Story is the primary director. Uh, they've done a heck of a job. Um, last year was the first year where we didn't have all of our own cameras, and, and it was a good learning experience for us. We sort of have a pattern down of when uh, the best time to go to commercial is with them. Um, we know when there's a big moment what they're their replay pattern is, but maybe we can uh, help supplement that uh, with our own replays, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, um, it's sort of out of our control, but now we know what they do. I think it'll be we'll be able to make our broadcast even better. Wood, a caddy by trade, shares some great moments from past Opens. He says it's fitting that this year's U.S. Open and the Open Championship on NBC are at the birthplaces of golf. Yeah, an open at St. Andrews is, is unlike any other open. There, there may be better courses in the Rota, but nothing compares to the history and the stories that are told at St. Andrews. Um, it just, it's just completely different. Um, I remember watching Jack play his last open there, sitting on the steps next to Brad Faxon, and there were so many players out there watching him come up on this sun-drenched day, and it was just one of the most – I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, I worked for Calcovec. Calcavecchia there once, and he, there's a great story. Calcavecchia told me early in the week he was staying at the Old Course Hotel, and he said, uh, would he meet me on the second tee at 5.30? And I'm thinking, uh, that's kind of strange, but okay. Uh, that Calc likes to do things differently. So I met him on the second tee. He brought the bag over from the hotel. We played 2 through 17, and then he walked into the hotel, and I handed him his bag. 
And I said, Cal, what, is this how you're going to play your practice round? He said, yeah, if I have to practice on one and 18, I, I've got no chance this week anyway. So uh, that was kind of funny. And uh, it, it struck me the other day, I was thinking about the year that we've had and to be able to telecast um, the U.S. Open from what is arguably, I'm not arguably the home of, of and the birthplace of American golf. Now we get to go across the pond and, and broadcast from the actual home of golf. Um, it's a really special year. And to go from the country club at Brookline to St. Andrews, um, it's just it's a year I'll remember for a long time. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes. And find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.